everyone. Welcome to the Bet Spurts Golf Zurich Classic betting preview. I'm Ryan Noonan, excited to be joined by the director of all things content related here at Bet Spurts. It is Andy Molitor. Andy, Bayou behind you. Nice sunrise or sunset going on back there. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, nice little marina. Yeah. It's, nice. uh, it's Tuesday, I guess. There's golf. There's golf, I guess. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of uh, alluded to this the other week as far as like, there's some rough ones in here, and then you get to a really good stretch. It's like the Schwab, the, you know, obviously Southern Hills, a couple other invitationals after that. I'm, I'm pumped for the months that's to come, but for right now, we will, we'll just soldier on through this. We'll soldier through the stupid team event. Really selling it. Really hard selling it. Good start. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people wouldn't stay and they log in, but uh, they will stay for uh, your favorite golf touts. Favorite golf tout from the Mayo Media Network, Jeff Feinberg. Jeff, good morning. What up, guys? Uh, Team event, buddy. Um, We know we liked the match play because we break up the monotony of the stroke play event. Uh, They jam it back down our throats this week and we get a little bit of a break in the norm, but I'd rather have this in, say, I don't know, late July, um, John Deere ish, maybe, but I, you know, we have to do what we got to do with. Um, how do you feel about uh, just the premise of team golf, Jeff? So, uh, sort of like you, I wish it was spread out because I do really enjoy anytime they change it up. I think there's more opportunities that they should change it up. I know data guy and DFS guy sometimes can't stand that because it makes, you know, it just turns it into like a narrative street week, you know, when you get into things like match play or team golf. And that's the last thing that so many of, you know, the educated betters want, want to bet on. But there's, there's like 50 weeks of this shit. And as Adam Scott <laughs> said, only 11 of them actually mean something. So I'm shocked we don't have a, a co-ed event as I'm rocking my LPGA hoodie at the moment. Like how we're not there. Forgetting the fact that like all the times like should have brought us to a co-ed event. We should just have one. I think it would be pretty good. I think it could be fun. Uh, You know, uh, anyhow, so I'm not against it. And I'll be honest. I think Sundays in the format where it's alternate shot that they changed to a couple years is an absolute firecracker is an absolute firecracker. Not to mention, you can make the case four-day stroke play is like maybe the most boring thing in sports. We do it 50 freaking weeks in a row. So I don't mind. I like coming up with some narratives, making some bets on some teams where I like the golfer. I'm just fans of the golfers. Low exposure week. I've been getting punched in the in the nuts like for a few now uh, again. So we got to get off the mat. But it's low exposure. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a good TV watch in relation to oh, like the match shit, play yeah. where the weekend on the match play kind of just it gets really good, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in particular, because Friday you get like, you know, the last thing and then you get the playoffs essentially. And then, you know, this I do agree. It makes for good TV, um, you know, would definitely classify myself as the data guy that struggles with how to you know, properly account for alternate shots. And, you know, how do I take a look at I want to lean on Zalatoris and approach and maybe that's Davis Riley, right? And we know that Davis Riley can make some birdies and maybe that helps Zalatoris. Like we'll get down to the specifics, but it just makes it really hard to kind of, I don't know, quantify good plays. But uh, yeah, it makes for some good TV, Andy. Yeah, how far behind are we? Are we just a backwards country still? And I say we, I'm keeping Jeff out of this because he's not, he's not from here, but 
Like there are co-ed events on other tours. Like that, uh, I believe it was that Australian gal. Like she won, a, or maybe it was Europe. There was somebody who won a co-ed event where it was like, that's amazing. Like she played against a bunch of men and won. The closest thing we have is maybe, you know, there's a few celebrities that play in the pro-am but that doesn't count lexi plays in the uh, qbe shootout sometimes right lexi will play in that and that doesn't fare well but if every team was paired up with a woman i mean you're talking about the canadian team i guarantee you i would have money on the brooke henderson like Corey connor's team (laughs) if that actually rolled out ever in a in a co-ed event and i know like you guys as americans can laugh at like the type of power team you could run out, and then the South the Koreans, I don't know if they'd have enough males to keep up. Yeah. But uh yeah, I was gonna say they go they go ten deep on the women's side. Yeah. Like so, I'm not sure where you get pat once you get past the couple top guys. A- anyhow, just to bring it back, it I get how it's a totally frustrating week for for data and betting, and you know, you sometimes just gotta play narratives and even just trying to figure out what teams like can work together because I think people too often get lost and, Oh, well he's a great iron player and he's a great putter. And that like just the yin, the yang of that. I don't think that's kind of what I think in a perfect world, you want guys that play very similar games that are used to hitting from similar yardages um, potentially. Now it doesn't hurt that if you have a great, ball striker you can hope that potentially that putter can bail him out you can create any narrative you want um this this week i guess that's kind of what you got to do but you know be careful and before we get into it i would say ryan that despite getting a hundred to one winner circle here the first year with cam smith and blix and now like with the advent of 2020 hindsight on this you can argue you know cam smith's ceiling you can look at any, you know, anything like that and be like, well, like clear ceiling player. That's not shouldn't read too much into him winning at 100 to one very young in his career based on what's happening now. Yeah, we normally see very quality teams win. And if you even look at the teams that contended, if you know, they're usually a mix of the teams that will find under 50 to one. So I don't like going too deep. I, I really don't. You can, you know feel guilty on a Thursday. You didn't play that bomb pairing, but w- whatever, by the end, it's going to be same old. Yeah. The yeah. other piece of it here too, is that we have another Pete die track, which we've had a bunch of here. This is kind of like Pete die season. And we know again, we'll have some forced layups and we know just in general, the Pete die tracks kind of bring the field together. There isn't a prototypical like golfer archetype that, that tends to succeed here. you, kind of have to be, you know, deep throughout the bag that week. And that makes it a little harder too, where you can get to certain layouts where you're like, okay, this is definitely the type of guy that plays well. So we need scoring, obviously in a team event, we need, you know, some good putting approaches, obviously going to be key, but that's just another layer of, of added uh, wrinkles. You know, what would make this event awesome, make this completely different and kick ass is we're probably a ways away from televising the draft, but make this a draft, give us some sort of like, Throw it on Twitter if you don't want to put it on TV. I can think about how much better the NBA All-Star game is because, like, they changed up the format and they made it a draft. Like, show me Morikawa picking, uh, you know, Hovland. Like, I would love to see the process. They wouldn't play. Yeah, that's probably true. downside. Um, You know, they wouldn't play, I think, a lot of the – 
top guys. It's still their time. It's still their money. Morikawa, Hovland, they could go do a uh, literally, they could literally be paid by Zurich more than they could make this week just for doing a clinic somewhere in like California, literally for some fancy execs on a Tuesday if these guys um, want. So yeah, that that's in theory, that sounds fun, but I, I don't know. Theory. I think it's, the closest it's... thing you get to, to that Ryan will be this, this fall with the president's cup where the matchups are like an actual, you draft the matchups as opposed to the blind matchups you get yeah. at the Ryder cup. You see who the other team puts out. You say, I'm going to put that guy against them. You got a sort of, but, but other, other than that, um, I, yeah. I like I like that a lot too. That's how it, and I mean a lot of people maybe don't follow high school wrestling, but that's how it was with you know <laughs> with high school like you alternated you a batting teams. order. You didn't see what the other sides yeah well, batting it, order was. It it, yeah. it it alternated. They had to put their wrestler out at a weight, and then you could make a decision on who you're putting out there. And there's some strategy to that. That's why I, I like that about the Presidents Cup. The draft would be tough. Like Jeff said, Jeff being Jeff being our voice of reason. But it's funny, we brought this up last night too, talking the NBA playoffs with you know the fact that the net super team is a seven seed. And our guest was like, if you're a top four seed, you should get to pick your opponent. Like you shouldn't have to just play a seven seed because of this. Like, so we've been doing a lot of draft time, and then it devolved into you should have your team's biggest shit talker do the drafting. So you can say like, "Hey, we want the Bulls because they suck." And like, <laughs> I, I I don't think golf is quite the, at that point, but I would I, I like that, and I definitely will be. I don't know. Is it sacrilege to say I like the Presidents Cup better than the Ryder Cup? <laughs> I think it kind of is. I think it is. Yeah, it is. it is. That just means like you like watching Alabama beat like those teams <laughs> they'll play the first couple weeks instead of when they have to play their real schedule. Um, the other interesting part of this event is a lot of the teams at the top, the high profile players, we have an understanding of where their pairings come from, be it because we know more about them. We, we understand the friendships or golf media as limited as it is in that sense, sort of bring, makes us aware. There's so many pairings that you don't know if they just have the same agent, like if they've ever met, if they literally just signed up for the event. And they're two like single riders trying to get on a chairlift um, together. So that's the 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 other interesting part. I wouldn't want to any interest in having any money or specific. This is probably more of a DFS comment because anyone under sixty to one, you could probably track how that pairing came out. But for having to fill that DFS roster, I wouldn't want any pairing of guys that have just been like randomly grouped together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, I get it. That's kind of my the appeal of the draft. And I get that it's, you know, better in theory than probably in application and for the reasons you spoke of. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so curious of how and maybe I just don't know. Maybe these some guys you know play, they've been together on the tour forever, they play practice rounds together, they just they're friends. It's gonna happen. You you know, you you're gonna intertwine with 200 random guys over the course of a couple of years, you're you know, you're gonna make some friendships. So yeah, junior golf or and then exactly. you have the ones like like lifetime friends, like we're hearing about Riley and Zalatoris, and like yep. that's apparently a real um thing. But again, they're 40 to one. We know a lot about at least Will Zalatoris, so that story has really developed this week. I'll be honest, guys. Well, disclaimer, I've bet them, 
But I coming into the week, I didn't know that there were like these lifetime buddies. For me, it was just like I'm betting Will Zalatoris at anything over thirty to one. If he has yeah. a partner who can help him out, hopefully not hurt him. Whatever. I, I I don't know. Finding out it's like a lifelong childhood buddy who they played together countless times, and you look at Will Zalatoris. You tell me these two couldn't rolled up on Muni's forever <laughs> and just literally gone match mode. Against guys on the first tee, like yeah, literally, like look, you you see Will's like, okay, well, how much you want to play for, stranger? Let's go. I me and my buddy Davis are here now. I'm creating a narrative, but I've bet it, guys, for the win. It's one of two that I have as well because I'm with you. Like Zalatoris is tied to a number that's you know in the 30s or above. There's 40s out there. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. We'll get into the top of the card here. Uh, Andy, is there anything at the very top? Obviously, there's, to Jeff's point, we have, I think, you know, maybe five to, you know, 10 really solid teams of guys that, you know, contend mm-hmm. most weeks out there on tour. Obviously, pretty short numbers at the very top for Morikawa and Hovland uh, and Xander in Canley. Um, you know, Xander or Canley kind of getting things correct over the last couple of weeks. Nice little approach play at the Masters and then, you know, put himself in contention last week at Harbortown. And then you get Ryan Palmer, which we need like a 30 for 30 on Ryan Palmer's uh, ability to pair up here because it's it's pretty remarkable. He just – I don't know what he's doing. He seems like it must be the ultimate hang. Jeff, I don't know if you have any insight on this. I have shepherd. an idea, okay. but it's the only thing that makes any sense whatsoever. He's literally signing a contract, and John Rahm will now benefit from this because he can't win. Other, he doesn't win otherwise. I've never bet Ryan Palmer to win ever on the tour. It only burned me one week here uh, what, playing with Rom. Whatever. Ryan Palmer must convince them or his agent, you sign with Palmer, you win, you get like 15% of every future earnings he gets through his now exempt window <laughs> on tour. I don't understand how anyone could fall into something like this so much. Without some sort of perpetuity payment that he now probably owes John Rom every time he cashes a PGA check for keeping him for keeping a card. I, I don't know, but that's my suggestion. Yeah, he is like he's like a goofy looking freshman who shows up at the senior prom with the prom queen just four years in a row. Like every year, it's like this guy just keeps showing up. What what is going on? I mean, it's not like he's a bad golfer. He's not like some. No. 200th, you know, OWGR guy can see. And an ideal well, he, partner he, in many he's respects. Around. Yeah, and, and honestly, maybe it's it's a guy who can play match play well, or match play, excuse me, team play well. I'm not even a person who is very good at remembering the difference between, like, when I say best ball, I 90% of the time mean scramble. Because around here, just when, when we have scramble events, like just charity golf tournaments, like everybody just uses best ball as a, a fill-in word for it and it's not the same it is not the same i play scramble events for sure so i i don't know there there are people who are better suited to that and as we talked about in match play the strategy is a little different it's not like you're against a certain opponent you know you are against the entire field but when you're playing best ball and you're both playing your ball i mean there is a certain strategy to jesus my guy you know my guy sprayed it off the tee I need I need a very safe teacher. Like I need par here because I don't know if he's finding it. Like we need we need a safe a safe score because old uh, Ryan Palmer here put it out in the woods or out in the goddamn swamp. So there is there is strategy to this. I'm sure there are guys who are better at it. And 
I mean, the fact that I'm able to enunciate like, hey, here's here's what I would do makes me think any professional golf, you know, golfer would be able to also figure that out. But I mean, that said, I, I think when I looked at it and I looked at all the rules and I thought about it deeply last night, I just want guys who will find the green because, you know, in every other day, you're going to get two shots at the green. And if I can get a couple guys that can just throw darts at the pin on the same team, like that's my squad. That's my, that's just my ride or die squad. Cause half the holes you're getting two approach shots. And if I got a couple guys who can, who can fire away, I don't give a shit about putting never do never will, but even less when I get double the approach shots. I didn't do this, but I wouldn't argue. I would argue it's, Maybe an advisable strategy to just bet two teams under 20 to one and call it like a week. And you don't have to bet it huge, but I wouldn't think that's a bad uh, way to go about doing about doing it. That makes sense, especially with some of like the top heavy teams. So um, you're looking at like Pinnacles odds, Hovland Morikawa, the top, Cantley uh, Shoffley. You know, we know that uh, Smith and Leishman, defending champs here, uh, obviously countrymen, talked about the, uh, you know, Scotty Shuffler and Ryan Palmer team. And then you also have Sammy Burns, Billy Horschel. Horschel's played well here in the past, played well here when it was a singles event. Um, top of the board, if there's, if you were to do that, Jeff, I know your cards looked a little different based on what you've done so far. Where would you take those two shots? Uh, well, I think if I was betting the very top, I'll be honest, I'd be tempted from go like the the Morikawa Hovland team is very tempting. But again, Sunday's gonna be a real trip, and you're gonna have to make a chat like Sunday's gonna be a wild trip in in some respects. Morikawa probably might not be used to hitting those second shots where Victor puts them. <laughs> but Victor will hit anything from where any uh, that's not to debate the players. From a like narrative standpoint, I don't think it's debatable. Like the only team in this group that would consider not winning a disappointment, like to how they're probably leading into the week, would feels like the Burns Horschel week. They're the team that feels like they're not as much here to have a good time, make a paycheck, play together of these higher end teams that don't need a tour card like. 60 of the teams trailing north of 50 60 to one like everyone here is fine they seem like the team that is the most hyper motivated that in my opinion will play this event probably until they knock it off together like they seem pretty dedicated and wanting burns and lsu guy will be here forever billy's won here played great here i think as a pairing they're gonna run this pairing until they actually bring home those belts so forced to make a bet in the range. I think that's the bet. Also, golf betting has felt real obvious lately. Between Scheffler and I know Lowry didn't win. I think you were on it at the that had to be <sighs> I was. And at both the I wasn't, but I felt stupid because it was like I was on Varner who how does he what I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't care to get into it. But I just mean like like as a guy who didn't bet Lowry, it's like so obvious. Scheffler, so obvious. Why can't just obvious? As much as sexy as Morikawa Hovland, obvious feels like Burns and Horschel. And we're kind of in this obvious window right now. All that being said, I haven't made that bet yet. But I don't know if I'm going to 
Bennett, but that feels like the the most logical sound bet from the top. Andy, you were flirting with that one this morning. Did you pull the trigger? Yeah, I looked. I just made three bets. So, Hovland, Morikawa. I haven't bet that yet. I'm going to shop that. I'm going to try to find something a little closer to 10. Don't think I'm going to get it. Um, and then, yeah, the Billy Horschel, Sam Burns thing. Like, that just makes – I love Sam Burns. I hate Billy Horschel. I hate his guts. I hate his face. I hate his attitude. <laughs> I hate everything about him. But I'll bet on people I hate. I And, oh, and speaking of, like, going back, I, I stumped hard for Harold Varner the third backtracked because the number got beat up ended up betting him top 10 top 20 which was great that cashed bigly six to one top 10 very nice cash on that but I didn't have his outright and I was so mad I'm like I sat here I looked Jeff Feinberg right in the eyes and said this is my guy and then I ended up keeping him off the card I was very I had that hard FOMO and then I'm like all right at least I got Lowry like we're gonna get our outright anyway and then Shane does what Shane does. But uh, my third one is Hadwin Svensson. Big Svensson guy. I'm not sure how it translates to this course, but I've been all over Hadwin lately, and Svensson is high enough in the smaller sample size I have on the guy that at a number north of 50, I'm I'm on him. So yeah. that's, and that, that might be my whole goddamn card all week. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be matchups. That's super hard to bet. I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe we'll delve into that in a little. Like, if you guys are even considering making top twenties matchups, uh, the first round leader, other derivatives, like this might not be the week to go hog wild, guys. Uh, so I love the Svensson Hadwin team. Being a Canadian, I right. almost put them made the bet already. I haven't, but I got room to make the move if it's not at the top. That is where I would go. Hadwin feels like he'd be 60, 50 to 1 in New Orleans right now anyway. And Svensson feels like he can carry his own and hit the greens. And I mean, like you talk yourself in any pairing. That's the pairing. Like Svensson just hits these greens. Hadwin can pick up the putts. Hadwin hits enough greens. Like that's one. And as someone going into the next tier, I'll, you know, could talk about, you know, Team Chile or this or Team Canada. There are some of these pairings, you know, South Korean pairings, where, like, a U.S. team winning this week, even if it is Horschel and thing, it'll just be a fart in the wind. There's baseball. It's draft season. We're in yeah. playoffs for the NBA on Sunday, which I'm sure is going to have a huge TV game like there was last Sunday with that Celtics next game. I'm telling you, it'd be, like, big news here. Like, it would. It would. It would. It would. It and should be. In the same way, like, if Chile won, it would be seen as maybe like a sporting, not a major, but it would be like a breakthrough sporting moment in some small way, I think, for them and what their future can can hold. Um, yada, yada, yada. So I really do like that, that Canada team. And if they don't win, I'll be maybe mad at myself for not pulling the trigger because they kind of, if I don't bet them, they feel like they're going to be the first team off the card. Yeah, the Hadwin form, you can't argue with. He continued it again. Last week, we talked about it uh, leading into the event. This has been popping. So if you get, like, a pop Svensson, yeah. and somehow Hadwin, Ying Yang's the other whole, like, there's this whole thing, you know, going through this entire card, you know, just 
So we got to do this. Uh, I'm not betting them, but like you're going to wake up or look at the leaderboard for the first time and see the goombas of Bradley and Steele are like 10 under. You'll be like, makes no sense, but it makes all the sense in the world. Well, at least those two are appearing to make sense, right? They're buddies. They play practice rounds together every yeah. week that they're, they're of similar age. Like, and again, similar are- games, almost identical. Like, they'll have no issue being comfortable in spots they're left because they leave themselves in those spots all the time. Yep. Um, Feels like an article I saw last year or the year before, and I bet I, I bet if I look, I bet I won't even have to look. I'll see it again today or tomorrow is here's the golf balls everyone uses because when we, we get it around Ryder Cup, too. When we get to alternate shot, somebody yep. might have to hit a Callaway when they used to, you know, they're used to hitting VX1s. Yeah, that's a I thing. don't, I, I think it's a thing. Probably overrated. It's probably, yeah, it is probably very much overrated. And these guys are, it's not like these guys are in isolation chambers before they meet on the first tee. Like they're talking about this sort of thing. Yeah, they'll like, rip hey, snort a couple irons. If they've got to rip irons with the Callaways this week, like when Buddy's teeing off with his ball or however, I don't know who they like, is the guy hitting the second shot, the guy who wants his ball or the guy hitting the tee shot who prefers his ball. It's an interesting question. Maybe teams have their own strategy um, in that, but yeah, there's hundreds of little things. Also new Orleans guys probably bring their wives. It could just be partying. Like you have no freaking clue. That Shoffley Cantley team, they could win. Surprise nobody will give Xander no respect for it in terms of him needing to get off the mat. Or they could just, we know they love to do wine country together. This could just be dinners and, and booze ups. Like we got no idea what the mindset is um, for these teams. Can I tell you though, guys, the books, sometimes the books could be giving us a message. Two things. Scotty Scheffler, again, no one's talking about him. I guess a first start out of a major win. Now, Maybe that's the obvious one that's going to slap us in the face yeah. uh, when we sit here next week. And Palmer's just so reliable. <laughs> we didn't trust Palmer. What is we're so <laughs> da, da, da. But, I, but it's that Fleetwood Sergio line. It's like the books are telling you, don't bet it. Do not bet these two. We don't want to take your money on Fleetwood and Sergio. You're telling me the books are hyper aware to Tommy ringing off top 25s that only I'm losing outright bets on. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. What's going on? I thought I'd get a 20, 22, 25. It's, yeah, it's short. It's crazy how short that one mm-hmm. is. And I love that pairing. Love it. Yeah, I like the team chili pairing too, but that's that's short. But even that's not as short, which is shocking, to be honest. I mean, you would really kind of in the same spot, but you look at some books like DraftKings, like, Tommy and, and Sergio are 16. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. We haven't been really betting them at all, or either of them even really in the 30s very often. Like, you've been catching, what you've been, like, 50s, 45s on Yeah, on Tommy? Bet Tommy even got a 60, and then I yeah. w- book went to 70 on my streeter, and I'm like, it's like they're trying to take my, like, they know yeah. I'm here. Uh, and again, he had a fantastic Sunday, guys, though. And sometimes you love to see a great Sunday, doesn't mm-hmm. have a win, kind of played himself out of it two over through two still finished at 11 under. So he had a wagon of a Sunday, which is something you love to see as I'm a Fleetwood Stan. Um, and again, this would be a win where we wouldn't even be like, guys, respect it. And you'd be like, no, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you pay a lot. 
Yeah. And it's a team win. Sorry, Tommy. Like, prove something to us still. But, hey, we are where we are. So the win that would mean the most, and I think he's probably coming back anyway, is the Benny Ann win. Um, right? Benny is, you know, stuck on the Corn Ferry. Uh, got a second there last week. He's been playing pretty good. One in February. So he probably is working his way back on tour. And then we also have Sanjay Form. Obviously, nice showing the Masters. Played pretty well. Tita Green was pretty awesome at RBC uh, at Harbor Town. So again, they're at forty. That's probably again I can. It's a decent number, and I can tell myself the narrative that they're probably not going down to Louisiana for you know beignets and Creole. They're going down to compete. They're trying to get Benny back on tour, and we have really nice Sanjay Form as well. So that's my that was my favorite play at the top so far. It's as high as I've gone or short as I've gone. Um, I can get sold pretty much anything there above that, but that's one of the narratives like to Jeff's point, we have to kind of tell ourselves this week. So happy to hear you're on it. Cause I got that one with the, the Willie Zizzle one. Uh, I think Sungjae has been brought to my attention because Mayo's really high on this and did the hard sell on me yesterday. I bought right in. Like I didn't even need more than two minutes. You see Benny Ann's form. You see Sungjae lost four strokes putting. He's playing fine. I'm, yeah, it's like you're taking your Sungjae at 40 to 1 and you're getting an inform mm-hmm. Benny Ann, which is almost as much as you can ask for playing a second wheel who is above 30 to 1. Probably wish Davis Riley was playing a little better, but different subject. I'm just beholden to trying to catch the Willie win. That's all. Um, I think Ben Ann, by his stats though, Ryan, or his finishes. He would have to do something colossal to not get his tour card right right now. So he probably doesn't have that sort of um, pressure, but nonetheless, it would be, it would be perfect. It would play huge in their homeland. Certainly a team that I, I form wise and desire wise and friends wise checks the boxes that I can feel comfortable making the bet. And we typically wouldn't reference this people. We're, we're, just have to sell ourselves narratives and we don't have a lot of data, but last time that this place was a solo event, I believe Benny Ann had a top five here. So he's played here, had some success. Now this is six years ago, five, six years ago. So it's been a little bit of time, but again, this is kind of the, the stories we have to reverse engineer this week to sell ourselves on, yeah. on some of these. So that's, that's one that I like quite a bit to your point. He probably doesn't need it to get in, but it's also like Canada. That's a, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, probably there, Totally, probably right. play bigger um, for them. Going backwards a bit, guys, because I feel these two teams are kind of being like just poo-pooed a little. Uh, I, I And I'm not betting them, but I would argue, like you guys have been riding Lowry. If you, know, if you bet him at the – like it feels like, oh, am I going to get off? I could make the argument, at least in this world of outright betting, that Poulter is an ideal partner – for him off like a a real tough moment Sunday. Same with Bubba for Varner. I think yeah. those are ideal partners for these guys who like a real gut-wrenching su- Sunday for 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 both of them um in many respects that yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think the, I get what you're the saying. I, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you with a Surrey and James there. And I hate his guts. I hate his another one. I hate his face. I hate a lot about him. And some and of it he comes needs from it. Lowry's got to do for Poulter. We're want to talk about tour cards. I'm yeah. telling you guys, Poulter is on the precipice of trouble. 
He is. And, and that's and the thing. Yeah, he's him, a, maybe that's, that's the, the good thing, or you want him on TV more, so you don't want to lose him for good, no. Andy. I know that. Well, that, he's a, he's a guy I've bet against a lot in matchups. Like his form has been a bet against, and obviously Lowry is a bet on. So I saw that right away. I said, "Yeah, like I got a guy I I like. I like his stats. I got a guy I hate. I've been betting against. How much more would but, you? Ever... But but it's 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 not. You know, I'm not betting on these two men individually. It's a team. Um, we've seen what Poulter can do in team events. I mean, he's he's a good teammate on these Ryder Cup teams on things like like people like having him on these teams, and he's a smart golfer. He can get. Remember when he got crazy hot with his putter? Like for three, four events last year, he didn't win any, but he was just like he was robbing it, where he was just like backdooring top tens and stuff with uh, just these crazy putting performances on Sunday. Like he still got it in the bag. Just uh, at that number, I don't, I don't know if I can get in bed with Ian. You'd almost rather a few more points. Like, what would the Lowry number be if it was like an all Irish power pairing? Because that one, like, I'd be zoned in on big time. I promise you, I would have been. Yeah, you could sell yourself on uh, a couple of nice rounds of Graham at the, uh, you know, at Harbor Town, and uh, I think I think he had a decent finish. Like, he, I think he was T twenty, or he was yeah. pretty close. So, like, if, uh, you know, if you give the- me Lowry power. I'm betting that down to minus one ten. Oh, that team would be, yeah. I went yeah, yeah, yeah. Grammy Yeah. Yeah. And Bubba, like, I think Bubba's an ideal partner for Varner, who's like constantly just in this keeping it positive. What you guys can see as a failure, I still see a win. Like, I beat 155 guys. Like, this is my journey. Varner's like very into the pro self i'm just shocked he shot one under and not either six under or six over on friday just the way he sells himself to me is hyper aggressive the Mm -hmm. fact varner was putting 30 28 feet for freaking birdie all day never would have guessed that it like to me would have been a total boomer bust nonetheless two guys wearing jordan 12 shoes (laughs) like they'll be fire they'll be straight fire I'll be kicking myself if they show up because I'm not betting them, but I like, I like it. I like the, now they could blow up and miss it, but I feel like there's an opportunity for a firecracker there. I tell you, I do too. And that's the only, I think like off the outright board play that I'm going to make as I think those two for first round leader where they're just best ball. You could fire at pins. You can make birdies. Um, I don't care for them necessarily in alternate shot, but I think a with the way that the format is, we're going to get first round leader is is best ball. I think those two for a first round leader play are going to be how I get some exposure to them because I'm with you. I think that they're, they're and they're buddies. We saw them play in match play head to head, so we saw uh, there was a clear friendship that was obvious during yeah. and after that that match. Um, and obviously, something's led to this pairing, so there's no doubt that they're pals. Well, they rock fire shoes, and that's yeah. that is enough to bond people together. I would think. I mean, I respect the hell out of anyone with the elevens or the uh, the twelves. Uh, classic fours, bubble will rock out sometimes. So, and Palmer still rocks those white on white elevens. Yeah, good. It's good when you get to play in those hoity-toity places where there's someone there to scrub them clean after the <laughs> round. The white on whites, uh, you know. Yeah, I would not want to. Those would be like year elevens. I put those on the shelf behind me, and uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't take the the whites outside. Uh, anything, anything down the board, fellas. I know we've kind of talked. Like I said, I like the uh, the Benny and Sanjay team. Um, we mentioned Bradley and Steele being buddies. Uh, there's kind of an outlier at DraftKings. That's a 45 there. Like that's 31 
in a lot of other places. That's a little bit interesting. Uh, we mentioned the other um, Graham and, and Seamus I talked about there a little bit. I like the Svensson and Hadwin team. Um, Jeff talks about not going too far down the board, Andy. Is there anything else down here that's kind of caught? We're talking attention? friends. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I, I didn't mean to cut it. I just saw, like, if there's an angle, like, you have to acknowledge that there's two teams of all Bulldogs in front of 50 to 1. True. You can um, put seven teams together with Bulldogs. <laughs> they all live yeah. on the island together. No, uh, of course. So, I mean, you can't be dismissive, dismissive of them. I'm not betting them, but I... Mitchell. I'm prepared to get got by like a just a silent assassin Kirk Todd team or Kazire and uh Poston, who's odd, a nice one. Who's Keith Mitchell playing with? Snedeker. Sneds, yeah. Oh, that's a Who lot. went from playing very well to playing horribly. Yeah. I feel like I'm not getting enough there. Kind of caught my eye for a moment, Andy, but I just didn't feel like I was getting enough to want to pull that trigger but bermuda right so the other that's interesting to me deep but i also i don't know the friendship base it feels like probably a pairing that was jammed together is is doug gim and um the schwab just yeah like gim uh, there's a little again he hasn't been on tour a little very often but um you know pretty decent pete die track guy so far Uh, schwab's had some pretty good showings of late um, are they probably, you know, meeting at the driving range and, and not uh, a big history of playing together? So that kind of has given me a little pause, but they're down there like 75s, which is pretty interesting. 75 on Fandle for that one. So that one's a little down the board. That's that's interesting to me, but uh, there's not a lot down here that's jumped out. Yeah, I don't know where the pairing's from. I could yeah. get really on. I'm almost on board with it, Ryan, not knowing where, where it morphed to. Uh, I saw Josh Perry picked him for the outright okay which you know i i respect josh a lot so maybe he has something i know that he finished uh gim played with sue here last year and they they played quite well so i mean obviously gim has now gone to a new pairing i have no idea where it's from and shab has been playing well so if there's a friendship there that could be something i'll be looking to maybe attack in a prop market or, or or placing market and certainly the uh, the uh, DFS spaces. Andy, are you going to talk? You asked there. Are you going to be taking shots in the finishing position market? I know you like to do matchups. I'm guessing you probably still do that, but uh, yeah. I know for me, it's, it's typically where I build the meat of my card, and I I just think I'm probably a light a light week. Uh, there is uh, a big glowing shining um, orifice in the sky next Thursday of where I'm you know sending a lot of funds to so yeah i, have to, I need, I no I need the draft to happen the draft needs to happen for me to get some money back in my yeah. post-up accounts and some credit back everywhere else but um yeah i'm probably gonna go what i usually do four or five outrights i'm gonna look at the top 20 markets and that's all price-based for me if i think there's some value i'll take some shots on some guys i was really i had a couple guys finish you know like t24 <laughs> that kept it kept me from really banking on that but it's mostly just going to be it's going to be a light card where I just like I talked about the three or four outrights I already have a decent decent chance I'm going to add one long shot. I need to figure out a little more about Taylor Moore. I like Neesmith a lot. Taylor Moore is with? A, who's he with? Neesmith. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just 
it's I, a big price. That, that's probably a top 20 if if the price is right. But like one long shot down the board that I out, you know, passed it's past the Svensson and had one one. This might be the last one I add. And it may be for a smaller stake, which I don't often do. Is oh man. Joseph Brav, Bramlett Mav McNeely. Yeah, what's the odds on that? Because I've seen it really short. Yeah, so a couple places have that really short, as in people are betting it. Yeah, someone but, must have smashed it. I swear. I, I also I, I I have 75s on it. Yeah, my stream took it down to like the 40s, and I'm like, someone must have lay and they do their own thing. There's some of these books that literally yep. they just rock by their own liability. They're they they do not care what other markets have, it's strictly in their own shop house. And they don't want to take another cent on it because somebody must have eviscerated uh, a ticket around. Some real sharp guy who you assume those types of people aren't betting this event because the data doesn't substantiate it. So you're wondering, how could a bet come in on that so strong? Brantley could get scorching. Like, I thought about that team. You're like, Mav be Mav, and then... Brantlett gets scorching and nothing. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I like that that spot from you, Andy. And I'll be honest, that first team you mentioned, I've completely ignored. But Neesmith's been crushing it. And I'm one of these guys that every time you talk to data guys, they love Taylor more. At least there was yeah. a run there. So could be something to look at in that respect. You wish Norlander wasn't a pile of steaming because that, that seems like a fun <laughs> one um, um, to back. But yeah. yeah, that might that might be my final ad. If I, there's a McNeely seventy five, I'm gonna hunt and see maybe. Every time it's like, oh, it's it's sixty, it's sixty, it's forty five, ooh, seventy five. But then I think, well, what if there's an eighty five? I need to open three more tabs. So I'm gonna look at that. But odds are that's getting bet, and that's probably a top twenty bet as well for me. Just. I never thought I'd be a Joseph Bramlett guy, but the numbers are there, and I am a Mav McNeely guy, so that's that's a look for sure. I'm gonna have to figure out. I like what Jeff said too. Like, I'm not sure I could do it with all 80 teams, but figuring out why some of these guys are playing together, you yeah, know, digging digging into their Instagram or just reading some press if you releases. Need a like six thousand dollar, like seven thousand, six thousand dollar DraftKings. Pl- DFS play any sort of play fantasy wise because you've gone top heavy with Burns and and another team you've done Burns and you did the Chileans and I if if you tell me these two guys have been best friends like if you tell me they have the Spieth Thomas backstory but instead of winning majors they're just like the 80th and 110th <laughs> best golfers in the world that's enough for me yeah I agree like, to to make them in my lineup to think they're gonna go have a thing they, like. That that's enough, as opposed to hearing random chairlift singles line at Disney entry. So if somebody sent me a picture of Mav McNeely and Joseph Bramlett <laughs> as ten-year-olds, <laughs> and one of them had a big stupid sandwich sticking out of their mouth, I'm double I'm double the bet. <laughs> that's what I need. I need the damn sandwich picture. That's and yeah, that's kind of exactly. It's all we're looking for this. This. It's so sad, but honestly, the more I think about it, I don't know how much of placing in head-to-head markets I really am going to be involved with because Sunday can be a real shit show. Yeah, 
when things spin on Sunday, like they will spin bad. Uh, just like alt shot is a like, yeah, you know, I, as someone that lost like you, Andy, the 10 shot uh, to DJ swings on the player on Sun at the players oh, on God. Sunday in matchups. Sorry for bringing it up. I lost on those two. <laughs> he went We're going to see insane. Like, I wouldn't trust any sort of shot differential on Sunday in terms of a matchup. Or think I'm safe in a in a 20 or T30 placing. The way, like, once things get spinning on Sunday, you guys can get frustrated. And even the other alt shot day. But by this point on Sunday, you're actually staring at it on Saturday night like that. It's possible. My point. Yeah. I've had two back-to-back profitable weeks with these FanDuel top 40 parlays. They will not be on the card this week. Um, I'm not going to push my luck whatsoever in a you know data-free team event with uh, all these other things. Uh, Dan, is this true? Matt McNeely and Bramlett live together during quarantine? That could be. I don't um... even care. I'm not even going to fact check that. I am taking that as gospel. <laughs> <laughs> these I mean... guys, these guys built this bond. They were every day waking up. I heard Mav McNeely was making Bramlett omelets every morning. When he would wake up, they'd have their coffee together and they'd go out and chip into a net in the backyard. I'm going to spin this. I, I might write an entire short story about these two. I just bet it. I, I found, again, there's a 75. I'm going to bet that. 75 on DraftKings and it's 47 on FanDuel. So, again, like there's. Yeah, I'm seeing more 40s. Yeah, you don't see any, that gap on DraftKings and FanDuel. So, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, another team, just again, back, kind of back to the top of the board. I, I don't think that Mito and, and Neiman are kids that are like going to enjoy Louisiana. I think that they're going to win that like Mito's in good form. Like that's probably going to be my top of the board play. The more I think about it, I think Neiman is playing really well. I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like that pairing. I think those guys just want to win. Yeah. So I, as I much mean, as I've bet both of them, I feel like I'm obligated to bet that one now. Yeah. To Andy's point, I bet them both last week. And the last time I hit a winner was Neiman at Riviera. Um, so that's a team I, I have bet. I, I've bet them. I've okay. bet Riley Zalatoris. I have bet him and Ann. I can follow that up with like two north of 50 or maybe I, I'm hoping I see like a 22 on Fleetwood and Sergi. Like I'm hoping nobody bets them that maybe there's a boost or or something because I don't know who's betting it or the books just don't want it. But to your point, Ryan, that that's one that I can can just sort of feel. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's Mito with the breakout. Like mm. that's how confident I am. And I love Neiman, but it just I'm saying, like on Sunday, like I, I, I can count on both of them. And I bet them both last week. So I'm not I'm not stepping off it. I I, I was able to get a 27. I didn't Nice. Risk. I, I thought it, I didn't see it getting higher, so I bet it. Um, and I'm sitting on it. Yeah, 25 is the best I see out there on it now. Yeah, basically everything here legally stateside on the Sergio Tommy team is like 16, 17 on, on FanDuel. Uh, Pinnacle's at 23. Ah, so yeah, well, what, what, what. So yeah, I'm expecting the other books to get there by Wednesday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, bet bet Chris is down to 15 oh. on Neiman. Who's Pereira. betting it? 
Oh, Neiman Pereira, fifteen. Somebody, I mean, they're taking, oh. and th- they're taking to win fifty k. I mean, that's <laughs> they're taking money on these at at places who are taking big cash. So, yep. As much as and Mito hurt me by not getting me. God, he had a he had like an eight to one top ten price that I was spending on Thursday already. He and whatever it is, what it is, but he's still playing so well, and I'll always bet Neiman. So twenty five to one, I'm in on that. So I just uh, I just shopped around where I can, where I have the where I have the funds, where I don't have to move any bitcoins anywhere. So yeah, the team Chili, team Adam S. Burns and Horschel, and then Mav McNeely and uh, my guy Bramlett. Like those are, yeah. those are, in pen on the card. Hit submit, already have them, and that might be, might be my whole card, man. Like Jeff said, it's tough. It's tough to sit here and like fully analyze a matchup between four golfers playing alternate shot in Louisiana on a Friday afternoon. Have fun I- with that. And I like playing narrative street, but I'm also self-aware enough to know I don't know anything. I don't know any of these guys personally. They give us little nuggets that are half truths on the internet. Like, so while I like to play the narrative street angles, I am aware that I'm making them up probably too. Okay. So this McNeely and Bramlett thing is apparently... There's something to it. Um, yeah, they Dan sending us like yeah. newspaper clippings from them hanging their girlfriends or like hanging out and yeah. All right. So late nights of ice cream and uh yeah, so that is totally I'm buying it, I'm in. That will be sprinkled onto the card. I gotta find this. I gotta find the non-40s. <laughs> it's just, oh, I got I, my money. I don't need to put in Bitcoin and I have real Canadian dollars in. 75 to 1. Let's go. All right. Oh, I, I don't know. I was going to say, head over to, I think Bodo has it. Yes, that's where I was. Uh, uh, if I, that's how I speak Canadian. Like, uh, check, yeah, yeah, no, check, hey, uh, hey check, check sports interaction there, fella. No, I don't. I rarely use that book. It's the only other real Canadian. They need a, well, the problem, I don't want to go back there, is I have some money there. And if I hit big, it'll be worth going through. But they, to, for me to cash out, they like want a stool sample right now. Yeah. <laughs> like they want a blood. So like they need everything. They need DNA, stool, urine. So I got to hit a monster to even care about fighting that process. You know, the fun it's like part. The, uh, the bodega scene in uh, with Chappelle. What movie is it? What movie am I? Um, Half baked, half baked. Yeah. Where he has to show the guy's ass. Like, oh yeah, this guy <laughs> filmed in my hometown. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Oh, wasn't wow. nice. That's funny. Yeah, draft. Yeah, draft. DraftKings has Maverick seventy-five to one. So yeah, don't don't bet. Like, I get like uh, that people aren't just going to open brand new accounts to get like fifty-five to one rather than fifty. But when there are seventy-fives in the market and forties elsewhere, please. Please yeah. look around and try to find a, a good number on this. Doing so. this is hard enough. So when I hit a winner, it's got to last. Like, it's got to fill for, like, this drought that I am currently on. So it's got to be at the biggest number possible, okay? Like, that's it. Simple, yeah. <laughs> I wish it wasn't in DraftKings because I am slightly currently overextended on NFL draft bets on DraftKings because they've been first to market on a lot of stuff. But I... You know, I have way more at FanDuel, but I can't bet a 47 when there's a 75. We need a community win on this uh, Mav. This team ice cream. 
Yeah. And I am seeing like, like the, the two missed the cut market could maybe be interesting mm. one yeah. from a props or specialty market. You can create a narrative for the same reason I've created the ones on the teams I'm betting. You can create narratives that why this team will not play well, be it New Orleans, they don't know, whatever you want to make. So that maybe could be one that I would have more faith in betting, but I don't like I don't trust anything on a alternate shot Sunday thing. So uh, I'm probably not going to play placings like I thought I might. Yeah. Stenson Rose, they're going down and just hang out, have some food. Yeah, there's more cards needed if Henrik really but I think once you accept Ryder Cup captaincy you're sort of now like I'm officially an invitational golfer yeah. right like I'm a Ryder Cup captain I'll be invited to invitationals that's enough for me once you sort of take that path I would think I agree that's a good point yeah he's he's probably doing okay that's all I got fellas anything else anything we're missing for the fine people here no just yeah, like, don't don't get nuts, guys. It's it's a weird week. It's a weird event. We have these a few times a year. Do your best. If you have little, it's a fun week to tweet. Like if you have little nuggets, like Dan found. Like hey, guess what? These guys were hanging out with each other during quarantine. Like those are good tweets. Put those out. The, those are gonna those are gonna do numbers because people love reading that sort of yeah. shit. So go do some research. That's have some make fun their, on, like, have some ownership fun on Twitter. So high now, their ownership's gonna be through the roof. And we put out this story that their girlfriends love each other and they hung out all quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're 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 fully pushing the Mav steam. Top Gun Maverick. So I'm probably going to go watch that movie now, too. Obviously, we uh, two forms on YouTube if you're hanging out with us now. Also in podcast form. If you didn't subscribe already, please do so. We'll be back this afternoon. John Daigle and myself will be uh, trying to unpack this DFS slate the best that we can. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter, betsbertsgolf.com slash newsletter that Andy does a terrific job with every I week. Like uh, you can get in on the uh, win around with Paige that we have coming up here, some information coming on that very soon. So for Andy and Jeff, I'm Ryan. We'll see you all next week. We will catch you. What's next week? Mexico? Mexico. Yeah. See you guys in Mexico.